podcast, the legend of G.I. Joe, a real American hero. I'm Matt Durson. I'm G.I. John. And over here, I'm corner box guy, Clay Inferno. All right. As the title suggests, we are going to start a new series. We're going to start rifling through G.I. Joe, the Marvel era, G.I. Joe comics. G.I. Joe yeah, rifling American because it's the military and they have guns? Yes, 100%. Exactly. Exactly, Scarlet. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're going to start right here, right at the beginning. Numero Issue uno. number one. Number one. G.I. Joe, number one, Operation Lady Doomsday. But before we get to that, we want to talk, give a little background on this, up in this bitch. Like, if you saw, like, the toys that made us, we were talking about this pre-recording, uh, you know, the Netflix show, the toys that made us, and the movies yeah, that made us. In the us. green room, we talked toys about this. Us. Yeah. And it was kind of a thing, like, they wanted to have these three and three-quarter inch figures, because Star Wars three and three-quarter inch figures sold so well. And they were like, well, we got this property it here. We, it was huge. Yeah, they were huge. And it was all kind of like the president of Hasbro met with Jim Galton. Is his name? Gallon? Galton? I don't even... My eyes have gotten really bad. But anyway, the president of Marvel <laughs> at the time. And it was kind of... And he was just like, yeah, we'll do something, you know, for you. And it's kind of just like he kind of offered Marvel services. And then like Larry Hama got the job because no one else wanted to write a toy book. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah he said toy books are for losers. <laughs> but he was he wanted to do something. He needed work. So Meanwhile, he, uh, forty years later, he's yeah, like it made right. his career. Yeah, and he did say in the the early times though he was like, it really took. Um, I read like a couple of different interviews from different eras. So where he says this, he says it a couple of different times. But like, uh, no one would. They thought that if you signed, if you were on Marvel, and if you read like all those great Marvel books and Stanley books, they go over this how the bullpen worked in that time. But they were like, "Don't take the license book because it's like you're doomed to failure. It's like a, it's like bad luck. They're not gonna ask you to write like Spider Man after you like are coming off of something like GI Joe or something." And they're like, eventually he <laughs> got asked to do Wolverine, but it was only because they were gonna cancel Wolverine. So that's when he came in to like sort of save it, which is like kind of like low, low on the totem pole for Marvel's like priorities, you know, even though Larry Hama is like so great and so talented, you know what I mean? Well, well also, yeah. this wasn't this a, a, a rejected Nick Fury, like he just adapted his Nick Fury pitch that got turned down. Oh, turned right. It, it was going to be like the son of Nick Fury or something to that effect. And he oh, just turned it around. He turned it around to to just you know adapted like the main story to like fit. It was gonna be like the Young Avengers, pretty much, but of like the mm. Nick Fury, uh, generation, you know. So it was like the son of Nick Fury, or uh... yeah, he'd be like little Dum Dum. <laughs> yeah, little Dum Dum. <laughs> now I'm picturing all those guys, uh, especially Dum Dum Dum. Like Art and, like, drawings of them. Yeah, yeah, or like uh, yeah, Muppet Babies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. I was thinking Muppet Babies, but like Joe Babies or Fury Babies or whatever. Like sort of like Fur Babies, but Fury, I don't know. Shield Babies. But Larry Hama was uh, drafted in the Vietnam War into the uh, Army Corps of Engineers. So he did 
have a little, uh, you know, a little military yeah, experience. experience. And yeah. he also he also appeared on several episodes of MASH. MASH, so. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That I did not know. Yeah. Oh, very good. Good knowledge dropping there. Thank you. Uh, so, like, really quickly, though, bef- at one point, by 1987, they were... They, Marvel was getting 1,200 fan letters for G.I. Joe a week. And it was the, one of their Hell top yeah. selling... In 1985, it was one of their top selling subscription titles. And I actually had a subscription to it as well. So I, I was one of them. As did I. I did not have a subscription in 85. I think it was probably 86 or 87. But yeah, I can't remember yeah. exactly what year it was. I can't third grade. Third grade. Whatever year, year I was in. <laughs> third grade. <laughs> But I mean, it's pretty crazy to think like no one wanted that book and no one well, cared. Well, here, let me ask you this: Do you happen to remember the first subscription one you got? Because no, I don't. Well, I, oh, I can the... tell you which my my first subscription issue was. It uh, was the one was the introduction of Zartan. Oh, so like issue twenty. Twenty four, uh, somewhere in the late twenties, I think, mid to late twenties. Early twenties. Oh, was mid, it early? Okay. Early mid, yeah, somewhere around twenty four. That'd be mid, right? Yeah, I'll give you twenty. I mine was around. I remember distinctly. There was one I got in the mail. It was the one where they went. I think it was thirty-four or somewhere around. No, there. you know what? I know that you also had the beach whale. Listen to our beach whale episode from eleven <laughs> years ago, because uh, uh, I I remember that that cover, uh, the but, Michael Golden cover, and I remember you got yeah. that in the mail because oh. you bought like one at uh, Owens News. And then it came in the mail. So you had two two copies of that comic. I did that a few April times. eighty five. Okay, so I maybe I did have a subscription in eighty five. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I did that a few times. I would buy the issue because either I didn't wait or I didn't know how many they. I wasn't very good at keeping track of how they many I got. Very in good. Hand. Like Marvel yeah. wasn't good at all about telling you when your subscription was going to run out. You just get that little brown paper bag with the comic. And I have a subscription to Amazing Spider-Man that still I'm waiting for my first issue to show up. So <laughs> they owe me like seven dollars or whatever wow. from 1984. Well, so there you go. Uh, mine was around 85. So, so I was one of them. But uh, yeah, I, and I did buy a couple of them at, at, at one point. One of them got stolen by my third grade teacher. Oh, that's... Because I was reading it in class, which I shouldn't have been doing. But it was the <laughs> one where they went to Snake Eye's cabin. Remember Destro and Firefly yeah. and Fred Broca went to Snake Eye's cabin to kill him. And, uh, and, and it was a great... Yeah, it was a great one. Anyway, um, all right. This one. Yeah, we got to go back to June 82 for this, for G.I. Joe number one. And, um, yeah, the kind of part of the idea the, that they go over in Toys That Made Us, too, was that they were they did have to compete against Star Wars to sell the figures. And Star Wars is, like, pumping out movies. So they needed to be kind of like, you know, I think some of your notes said something about how to, it's like a multimedia thing where they're, like, comics animation toys sell that yeah stuff. yeah and there were like yeah. comics is that those that's the quickest way in to because we we can't finance a movie to do this so oh and something clever about the commercials because there was some regulation that maybe point dilly talked about this some regulation about the amount of story versus product could be in a commercial yeah. so they, yeah a toy commercial couldn't have very much animation in it it had to show the toy but then they were like said that it was a 
comic book commercial. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's an it. advertisement for a comic, which Marvel was like, yes, televised, but the comic advertisement act as a advertisement for the toy as well. And it was free see all for Marvel. Marvel yeah. didn't have to pay for that. Like if they were going to have to Great. buy TV spots, I mean, everything now is like a conglomerate of like, you know, 30 rock, like, you know, GE and, and, and uh, Comcast or whatever, you know, like every company is like this one big company. But like back then it was like, oh, wow, we don't have to spend that much money because you're the toy company and it's all the same thing. And Marvel yeah, had success mean, with, with Star Wars uh, comics, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like the commercials for the comics was definitely something that we have never seen. And I don't think we've even seen since. So I mean, fun. I guess they did it for the Transformers as well. They oh, advertised yeah. that first issue. But outside of that, like, uh, you know. Yeah. I can't recall anything like that. And the animation was kind of cool for because yeah. it was a, a short. I mean, for 1982, you know, whatever. Or... They recycled a little bit for the um, opening of the GI Joe TV show, the first miniseries, mm. anyway, of uh, you know, Flash like shooting his shooting lady. the yeah yeah it, it, like oh in God. the intro part, like when those like early GI Joes, like the intro looks like all weird because it's like it's so different, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's but I mean for that time I I love those commercials. Oh, I did too. I was, like if I had had a VCR at that time, I would have just been like at the ready on in the <laughs> afternoon, you know, like three o'clock when they would play those things during the shows that I watched. But it was always like find out in the pages of GI Joe. That was always like the big. And it was also fun to see the character designs how they how they evolved from the commercials to the tv show and also how the voices were in right. the, they were really throwaway kind of voices uh in the original commercials mm, it's true i remember i was watching them on youtube Bring and I was like, oh, back yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like destro talk like this yeah like uh, i'll stop gi joe so when i was reading you know gi joe 18 with destro in it that's the voice i was hearing <laughs> i'll get gi joe Scarface. Scarface. All right. We got to talk about G.I. Joe number one, June 1982, republished or reprinted in the first yearbook, which was where I actually had a hard copy of it for. I never had a hard copy of it. I had a very oversized reprint of G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah. That one was always always listed in the, you know, Mile High Comics because I was like obsessed with the whatever the comic book ads in G.I. Joe for G.I. Joe comics that you could do mail order and buy. I was like, I want an oversized edition reprint of G.I. Joe number one. And then there was like, a, it was also reprinted in Tales of G.I. Joe, which I bought, I think at the, at the long hair store, uh, <laughs> comics, uh, like, you know, like when it came out, I knew it was a reprint, but I was like, Still, even buying reprints was cool, like buying classic X-Men or whatever. Like, I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll get this. Well, how else were you going to get them? Like, back then? Yeah, I think that's how I first read it, read the actual book. Now I have a mini have. I still have it. I just don't remember exactly where I put it. I came across it about a year ago or more when Clay and I first talked about doing G.I. Joe. I I found it. I was like, awesome. And then I put it someplace saying, don't forget where you put that. And then, of course, I forgot where I put it. 
<laughs> and I just moved, so I. <laughs> no, I I have uh, all my GI Joe comics, and then I like looked into the room where they are, and like Stacy has a bunch of like dancer stuff all blocking the closet, and I was like, I think I'll just look at the one on my iPad. <laughs> I don't need to go look mm. at the actual book right now. I think I, did... I got that as a free download a bunch of years ago through Comicsology. Wow, I think yeah. it was free, yeah. Because I realized yeah. that on my Comicsology, it's uh the the actual issue was like was there that that I could read it. I have yeah. the IEW I I excuse IEW IEW one hundred five or whatever. Yeah, on Comicsology like, or on the in the book. No, I have a hard copy. One through ten, I think is. is... I have the Marvel reprint that they put out in the early two thousands. The trade. Oh. I so, have a couple of Marvels and a couple of IDWs, but I want to actually want to sickly. I want to complete my uh, collection of issues, but then I also want to have a collection of all the trades, which won't be hard because the IDW has them all. But right, right. I'm a sick pervert. You are. You aren't. What the hell's wrong with you? Anyway, so the interesting thing about those trades is, I mean, they look. Okay, but it's almost like and like it almost looks too nice. Like the reprints, I like the old. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's the thing about paper getting me. things yeah. reprinted. I like I like the old shitty paper and the bad printing <laughs> and having all the ads and the letters page and stuff like that. The best right. version of this is the one that I just downloaded. Uh, that's a that's a scan. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's been years now. Come arrest me. But like, I had CBRs and stuff. I read a bunch of stuff when I first started getting back into comics, and I just found found the scans for this issue. And well, there was as one reviewer just... on YouTube that was saying the same thing that you just said, Derson. And then I'm like mm. looking at this, the one that's like scanned from the page, and it looks awesome and comfortable yeah. and nice. Yeah, and I wouldn't worry too much about not paying for it because you just talked about how many different versions you've purchased. <laughs> I know, so right, I think I know, you get I a know, pass on this one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's, so the funny thing uh, about the very first page of this issue is that it's nothing to do with the actual comic at all. It's just sort of this generic, like a, a, a second cover almost. And and, yeah. this, and this cover from this uh, this issue is is iconic. I had an an action figure carrying case that had like a, a like an airbrushed version of this cover i always wanted this poster it was a popular poster i think my cousin might have had it oh. style at the time yeah it was the style at the time it, it, but so yeah but the first page is just them putting a flag up and like there's jets flying it's very much like america and whatever <laughs> well here's, yeah. here's the other thing like uh, i like how like on the cover it says um, introducing American sensational new special missions force of the '80s, which does sound like, kind of sound like Stanley, or at least Stanley <laughs> oh, presents. Yeah. He didn't write it, but you know, kind right. of like the hit that style. And then you go to the first page in um in the comic, and there's like a like a diagram of the HAL, like some sort of you know, like the, Jack Kirby gun. looking gun thing. Yeah. yeah, the gun thing. Yeah, and then. And then, yeah, this first page says, so like, Iwo Jima, Scarlet's like, put the flag up! Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, take a break, calm down. I like that Steeler is just, like, going, look behind me, there's lots of explosions. Yeah, and check it up out. Hey, yeah. We're putting up guys. that flag! And I guess that's, that's, like, yeah, Snake Eyes, he's talking to. 
as a kid, I always thought, because I mean, Snake Eyes is my favorite. I mean, obviously, still is. But like, why wouldn't they put him front and center? What's he doing with his back? They didn't know. They didn't know he was going to be the man at the time because he was like the lame figure. They were like, we need a figure to put out that doesn't have to be painted. So they're like, we'll just mold this guy in plastic. So I just read, I just uh, did did a Larry Hama interview, uh, like on YouTube thing that I just watched. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, it was a total cost saving measure that I think that's in toys that made us too. Like they just wanted one that was black. And then he said he was presented with 10 toys and these are the toys, the, uh, you know, the, when I say toys, like the figures, not the vehicles, but like these, this is the team. And then he had to come up with the names for them, et cetera. And of course we, uh, we, side note here, of course, we know like Larry Hammer wrote these little bios for all the characters, and those ended up on the backs, the cards, the backing cards of the action figures as well. Like, it's just crazy how they just, yeah, <laughs> Larry Hammer literally had his hands in all of this stuff. And I, I guess how that happened was the Hasbro guys popped by the bullpen one day and saw that he had these little dossiers, and they were like, we should put that on the back of the of the toys and that's how it happened and then you know larry said in this interview he's like then it was then you couldn't put out an action figure without some sort of information about it on the back no matter like what it was he's like he started a whole like kind of trend yeah i mean i hope they paid him for it but i don't know who knows back then who who knows but anyway okay even now who knows yeah it's true so it starts out like, yeah, this Adele Burkhart, who is the Lady Doomsday in question, um, is kidnapped by Cobra. And well, I like the fact that they kind of keep it vague as to what the nuclear device that she did, other than it's called like whatever Project Doomsday or something. Right. Yeah, she's but, a but nuclear she, then physicist. she was like mad, but she didn't. Yeah. Want to so mad. yeah, she's supposed to be like Oppenheimer, but they've like they've. Perverted her uh, invention into into pure evil. I also like the uh, Secret Service guys with all their little, they're like fedora hats. Yeah, they look like the Blues Brothers. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, uh, really, it it made me laugh when I saw that. You know who wears sunglasses inside? Blind people and assholes. (laughs) (laughs) And Secret Service man in G.I. Joe page uh, two. Yeah, secret. Not very secret. They literally look like pick them out. They're the guys with the glasses and the hats. Anyway, but yeah. So Baroness kidnaps her, throws her out, like straps her. It's kind of like a James Bondy kind of thing. Like straps her to one of those parachutes that like yeah, to pull the thing. It goes whoosh. Well, yeah, it's like it turns into like a, yeah. a helium balloon kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, okay. she's lucky it doesn't get caught in the rotors of the helicopter. I was gonna say, look at that page. It's so funny. It's like. Yeah, like, oh, I didn't. We didn't think this through that all that much. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say, I remember. Um, I met her, Herb Crimpy, at one of those underneath the uh, what do you call it there? Mango John tree. Hancock Building. <laughs> <laughs> the John Hancock Building Comic Con. That yeah. one. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There and I, Old I remember saying yeah. hi to him and telling him how much I loved his art. RIP. We sh- we should have mentioned that we hadn't mentioned Herb Trimpy's name yet because he, he had he had a lot of uh, a lot of input in the early Joe issues, like even yeah. even plotting and 
writing a bunch. He wrote issue nine. Yeah. And so. he also, yeah, didn't he write Hot Potato, the second story that in this that we will we'll get to that a little later. But I think that uh, was he by, did. He did write no? an issue of uh, Special Missions, which is, you um, know, the the twenty eight issue extra sort of GI Joe series at the height of its popularity. Um, and he was like one of the only other. There's like a a handful, like a couple of people, uh, that actually wrote issues of G.I. Joe that weren't Larry Hama, and he's one of them. Oh, very, very good. Herb Drimpy. Oh, I think he uh, might have done some of the writing on, like, one of those, the very first, like, Transformers G.I. Joe thing, too. But he, he drew that, but he had the terrible uh, inker uh, Vince Coletta. Oh, Vinny stuff, Coletta. So. Yeah, then that, that, they, they looked real bad, those ones. Because I always would be like, <laughs> Because Herb Trimpey's art to me was always either it was good or awful, and I think it really depended on who was inking him. He's such a comic book artist. Great for G.I. Joe. Yeah, the Transformers, I remember, looked always very boxy in that that thing. But but he drew some of the the regular Transformers issues, and they look great. Unless Vinnie Coletta was was inking him, in which case, it looked bad. So anyway, we call in the because it because it's such like a tricky issue because this woman is so outspoken, you know. They're like we, you know, it's like why don't we just blow up the whole island? Yeah, yeah. It's really I I'm imagining how this would play out now, which would be (laughs) even like more extreme. Yeah, because they take her to kind of bungle the rescue. And yeah, so just, then that yeah, it'd be okay if she, if she died. She's a traitor to America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know it's very, it's very strange. Like, no, we can't do that. It would be an embarrassment. They mostly just don't want it to be. <laughs> they don't want to be embarrassed because, like, I, but I don't really. I, it's whatever. General it, Flag's it is, like pointing at the TV, and he's like, "Doesn't it look like that balloon is too close to those helicopter balloons? Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> maybe they'll do the job for us. <laughs> yeah." yeah. I also like the fact that there was just like a note left behind that says like, you know, try to rescue her and she dies. Cobra. Yeah, and she wrote like, it on the bathroom mirror, right? And, yeah, like, it's, lipstick. lipstick or something, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, that'll never come out. You know how hard <laughs> that is? Scrub out. But anyway, so they call in like the Delta Force team. Or, like, they have like a funny like code name, G.I. Joe. And they're like, all right. So, Let's see those G.I. Joe dossiers that General Flag had you compile this morning, says yeah, Guy. You've got Hawk, type. Zap, Grand Slam, Short Fuse, Scarlet Steeler, Flash, Grunt, Clutch, Stalker, Breaker, Rock and Roll, Snake Eyes, and Shooter. Shooter, yes. Shooter Which apparently... from Shooters? <laughs> apparently it is a nod and to Jim Shooter. Shooter. Right? And not not actually a, a G.I. Joe. It was, yeah, Jim Shooter was the one that was like the head editor of, of I don't know this department, or maybe he was the EIC at. at uh, I believe he was. At the time. Um, he was. So the, I, yes, he was. The eventually, so it, ultimately, it was his responsibility for Larry accepting this. Like he, somebody's got to take this book. You know what I mean? And it was interesting <laughs> how you just read the um, the roster off compared to going by the computer screens when I would have read left to right. But I liked how you just did that. I don't know how I did it now. I've forgotten. 
Go back and listen to our G.I. Joe episode five. <laughs> so apparently, I was just going screen by screen, I guess. Yes. According to whatever they, they call like the. Whatever the G.I. Joe version of Wikipedia is or, you know what I mean? I don't even know what it is, but there's like a, a G.I. Joe version. Oh, Joepedia. Yeah. Oh, OK. Joepedia. Oh, I should have known that, I guess. Uh, in the I feel like devil's there's a more clever theme. name they could have come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Joepedia. Yeah. In the Devil's Do G.I. Joe uh, run, there was like a G.I. Joe declassified book, and apparently oh, they did right. feature Shooter. They did. Of course they did, because yeah. like you can't do something nerd-related without including something that's super obscure. But actually, you know what? I, that's what the I, whole Solo movie is. Like, Let's make a whole yeah. movie about this one line but, that was fucked up in star wars <laughs> I, I forgot that they that is that, that that is true but i'd only just learned that um and larry hama actually did write that so i guess you could say oh. it's canon it's canon sure uh i've never read any of the devil's do or image gi joe's i remember the devil's do a little bit um yeah only kind of vaguely because it came out were... on 9 11 Oh, I don't remember that. Oh, I remember, right, like, right, though, right. it was, like, in current time. Like, so, like, some yeah, of them so were kind of old and fat. Yeah, yeah rock and roll. <laughs> he, was, he was a fat guy or something. Yeah, or like Bazooka or one of them was just like, oh, I don't think I can make it. He was kind of old and fat. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, anyways, um, but, yeah, like, I like the, the sort of, they have that little, like, Hawk walks into the training room and, you know, Scarlet's there with her crossbow and they're, there's... And there's a guy just sitting in a tank of water. Yeah, I don't know. Is that Breaker? Because he's wearing a towel in the next scene. So I guess. Yeah. But also, okay, somebody noted this too because I watched some YouTube videos. It's like you couldn't be standing next to somebody that's just like shooting M16 like that. Or maybe it's a laser (laughs) gun. I don't know. But it's like, can't it be really loud? Joe Force thing. Yeah. Well, something funny about this panel though. It's like. It's it's very this is like curb creepy where it's like it's an old school like this could be like a sixties comic and something's weird about the perspective like uh, everything's yeah. right about it but it's weird looking. Sometimes you know? I feel that Herb Trimpy would do these large like panels or splash pages that were supposed to have a lot of impact but they were very sparse looking and yeah, they did the work and that's how I feel about this panel. Yeah, this, they're all yeah, small. Something is off. But it is still kind of like a cool cutaway, like, you know, like how they have in the centerfold of the pit. But like, you know, it's like, oh, this is what happens there below the chaplain's garage. Yes, there it is. This We are introduced to the pit here, like the the secret motor pool below or, you know, below the chaplain's assistant school at Fort Wadsworth, which they used for like almost... Like the first fifty issues of the GI Joe run, yeah. and then they have a new, they have, get a new one. They yeah, make a new but like pit too. It was Something like a big make, deal for Cobra to be like, "Where is the, where is GI Joe headquarters?" And it was a whole thing, like, but yeah, but we see and, it and it goes, yeah. And also the uh, letters column. Oh yes, post box colon oh. pit. Yeah, that's very very cool. Which was once uh, published a letter by our very own Corner Box Clay Inferno. <laughs> Two letters. I have one in IDW too. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not that. number, which I should probably remember. 
that I don't know. Uh, yeah, but they, they have the same debate sort of on this page. Like, why are we rescuing this chick who doesn't even like us kind of thing? Like, well, she doesn't she, like American or yeah. the military. She's kind of a traitor and blah, blah, blah. And even Snake Eyes, apparently, who this, I don't know if this is the only time we saw her, but apparently he does like sign language to Scarlet. Oh, yeah. And he's I, like, why don't we blow up the island? I do like that when he says something to Stalker, and Stalker says, can I quote you on that? I always pictured it to sound like when my cat sighs, just be like... <laughs> I feel like, like a a, they used to... Like, yeah. okay. I used to do that sometimes, like, or you said a mouthful or something. Like, they would like, make... But know. also, like, Snake Eyes is like... I don't know if he's just doing sign language or if, like... Scarlet is like putting words in his mouth, like you know, like they kind She's of maybe agree. Her politics onto him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, they he's maybe like, no, kind no, of agree. I love this woman. <laughs> like, Snake Eyes wants to just blow this chick away. He's like, no, no, <laughs> no. That's what he's saying. That's what, that's what he's saying. <laughs> it's like that that scene, like the Star Wars. Like, I don't like you either. Like, he doesn't like you. No, no, that's not what I said. No, I said you had a great haircut or whatever. Like, the Obi Wan cuts his arm off. But anyway, yeah, so that, but whatever. And then Hawk is like, hey, this is our job as soldiers, kind of like, this is what we do. Hawk is like, yeah. Hawk is like very serious. I, I do like, because like, you know, later on they introduce Duke. Which is and, essentially the same exact character. Yeah, yeah, but a little different. I mean, like, I mean, they look exactly the same until Hawk like dyes his hair on the cartoon. I think he still has a blonde hair in the comic. Yeah, I don't think they ever dyed his hair, but, but I mean, I don't know. It's 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 they are basically the same. But like Duke, they brought in Duke in like issue twenty two or something, and he was kind of supposed to be the hard ass. He's like, you guys haven't. Yeah, that lasted all of one panel, and then like the <laughs> next issue, he was completely likable. Yeah, and then Hawk was like the hard ass kind of. Yeah, it's very weird. But here he's pretty much a hard ass. So whatever, it doesn't matter. This was very military, I guess, is the point of the whole thing. Like he's um I always so, like yeah. how Larry Hama like draws like these little tactical things that happen. Like I even though I can't really exactly follow it, I'm always like, Oh yeah, you know, we should go over the hills here and then do this and then you see the vehicles like turning this or that because you plotted it out mm. that way, but I always like those little military, you know, injections that like how he always has be like. Strategy. Let's head over to the LZ uh, asterisk landing zone. Yeah, they yeah, do exactly. spend a lot of being all that stuff. Explaining what all this stuff is, and also what like each like the vamp, like what that stood for, or, or you know what I mean, all the, the mobile awesome order <laughs> patrol. <laughs> I don't know, like they they told you what all that stuff was because it was a toy book so i mean you gotta sell the toys so uh but anyway yeah the the funny thing is that they they planned this attack on what they call cobra island which is obviously different than the cobra island that they actually created post-production when you say cobra island you have to put in the music that goes i'm sorry i i probably won't do that that's why uh, if you send me the music, I'll do it. Yeah, a cappella version is good. Yeah. Remember, this isn't the show. This is the comic. I know, but I still put the music to the show, to the comic. <laughs> I can't help myself. Why not? 
But it's I mean, it's, it is kind of funny because, like, of course, we cut to Cobra Commander and he's explaining to Baroness, you know, he's got Dr. Burke out here and they're going to shoot her with truth serum or whatever. And she's going to reveal. But he's like, ah, I have it all planned out. Like, I know they're going to attack. <laughs> and it's kind of like. He's not a bumbling buffoon. Right. Right. Yeah. Which is good. He's also not wearing his little stirrup uh, pants. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's also a dad, okay? It's just like Dr. Evil and Seth Green. Oh, spoiler alert for issue, like, 35. <laughs> <laughs> they do it, They introduce Billy in, like, issue 10. That's But true, they don't yes. know who he is. You don't know who he is. And he seems sort of Asian. That's a whole yeah, other thing. Yeah, he has a very ch- different look when they reintroduce him. Yeah. <laughs> so... Anyway, but that's getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, he's different. He's not as like he's not as bumbling exactly. So GI Joe, like they they they, they blow up this airfield or whatever, and it turns out they were just like dummies standing there. Like I was like, none of you guys noticed that. Right. Like, yeah, what kind of covert action team are you? Whatever. It, it's it's kind of weird. I don't really understand the point of of why why this has has to happen. Like. It didn't. Yeah. I, I, it didn't really seem to make sense. We're like, well, we know the Joes are coming. We'll have them blow up the airfield of dummies. Yeah, but well, d- does it really pay off? I don't understand. No. Well, well, what happened was, as, as I understood it, like Cobra Grant is like, oh, then they're gonna think they wiped out half my guys at the airfield. Yeah, but I'm not gonna have that. this little army here at the thing. But it doesn't really do anything. They don't. No, because GI Joe is so awesome. They just they still win. I'm I gonna guess. tell you, I do like stalkers. Like, ain't no lie. I'd love to fly. Line. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah, I mean, the plan, all this stuff, all the planning between GI Joe planning and Cobra planning, it all doesn't seem to matter in the end because it's just kind of like. Remind you how wordy comic books used to be, huh? That's true too. Yeah, yeah. a lot of dialogue, but also yeah. like I think famously, and this is definitely not a a dig at my favorite writer of all time, but like I guess when he writes, he's just like he just starts with a vague idea and then ends each issue, and he's like, "Oh, I guess that one's done," and then just yeah, like, he doesn't know time. where it's going. <laughs> he doesn't like, really know where it's going. What during the course of the issue, like that kind of like it. It's the, his muse that speaks to him, and then he's done another issue, and then he's moved on. He's done that three hundred times or something now. I I don't understand how you do that, but okay, it works for and him. Even the sea monkey had a plan. <laughs> 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 but I mean, it's a cool fight. I'm going to tell you that here's something I'm going to admit to you guys now. Here. Um, I had I told you I had that GI Joe yearbook that reprinted this. Uh, oh hell yeah, GI Joe yearbook number one, maybe. Yeah, in that I actually took a marker. Oh, I remember this. Colored yeah. all the like the the, the gunfire as like lasers <laughs> because I like the. I lasers into the cartoon canon. The cartoon. <laughs> wow, what a weirdo! I know, what a weirdo! I just didn't, yeah, whatever. I didn't care about my comics, I guess, that much. Now you can't even do it digitally. Well, I could just draw on the on the screen <laughs> with my magic markers. It's fine. Um, I'll send you the be... PDF. <laughs> I got a stylus. 
will be fine. But anyways, yeah, so that, that was how I liked, that's how much I liked all this, like, you know, like the gunfire and the, the you know, the tank blowing up the Cobra tanks and the, the uh, rock and roll on the, what do they call that thing? That, that motorcycle thing. The, um, I don't remember that. I don't either. And you gave me the part to that like last year. That's right. Yeah. I don't remember what that's called. Speaking of freaking lasers, uh, Flash cuts his like a lead pipe. That's still, but he has to do like some super accurate shooting so that he doesn't cut the wire that's in the lead pipe. And uh, I always like when they're doing these little missions, like breaking. I, I like the fence. I like that too because Flash was like yeah. the first Joe I got. So I was like, oh, Flash is doing something, and like him and Breaker insulting each other until like it's successful. And he's like, I told you, I knew you were the best. Yeah. I, well, You're I like with. it because, like, it showed that they had specialties. You know what I mean? It wasn't, they weren't all just the same guy, you know? Like, Flash was the laser guy. Clutch drove the vamp. He was, like, driver guy. Yeah, Steeler was the tank like guy. The yeah. Communications officer. Yeah, he was the bubblegum guy. Yeah. Uh, and I guess Stalker loved to fly. Ain't no lie. <laughs> And then Snake Eyes and Scarlet are like the ninja guys. They never used the word uh, ninja this early in the run, but, uh, you know, they were sneaking around, you know, in, in Cobra headquarters. You mean G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, starring Snake Eyes in the Ninja Force? Oh, uh, <laughs> way down the line. By the way, the um, the motorcycle, the, the Ram. The Ram. Oh, okay. I didn't, I would never remember that. It stands for... Running again, man. What? <laughs> I feel like it probably said for like rapid assault something. Motorcycle. Motorcycle. <laughs> uh, I, I remember too distinctly there was like a Cobra guy shooting a bazooka at the back of the tank, right? And blowing like blowing the back of the tank. And that was the sticker in the 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 pit not the pit i guess but what do they call that um gi joe base thing do they have a name for that just the headquarters okay but like inside that was like a sticker that that was stuck on like a screen screen. yeah Yeah. i was like hey that's from the comic i thought that was like really cool yeah so that was cool um but yeah, I mean, like GI Joe does seem to resolve everything pretty. They they do kind of like mop up Cobra pretty easily. But Cobra Commander has this uh, plan that he's just going to blow up the whole island. Um, right. And he's going to fly away in a helicopter or whatever. Um, but there is a. I want to ask you guys. Uh, it's a bit of a no prize moment. Oh boy. As GI Joe is. As Stalker thinks he's rescuing Doctor Burkhardt. Oh yeah, I was. I noticed this when I was uh, reading it the other night. Flies in, swoops in, picks her up, and then she takes off her wig, and she's like, "You fool!" It's and it's the Baroness. Um, which it does establish, like the Baroness frequently dressed up, and she did it on the show and in the comics. Yeah, she was like the original Zartan. Yeah, she kind of was. Mission uh, Impossible. Yeah, it was. Uh, she was always wearing masks and wigs and shit, and 
you know. But uh, I think she does like, so in the Snake Eyes movie as well. Oh, good to know. I like consistency. Wait, before we get to the 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 no, oh, I'll I'll offer my no prize explanation, uh, and then I want to talk about something else real quick. So, well, here's yeah, here, here's here's Stalker picks her up, but then she's just the next she's panel. Over commander, yeah, she's just like yeah, he he gets so startled that he drops her, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and she lands on a pile of hay, which <laughs> under that pile of hay is a secret door that leads back down to co- the Cobra base. Right. And, and then, therefore, that's why she's uh, back where, with everybody else later on. Because right. right. he's oh. like, I thought I had Dr. Burkhart, but it turned out to be Baroness. And then he was too embarrassed. To, <laughs> he's to like, then like, she fell into the hay. I was so startled that I dropped her, you know. <laughs> So. Right, they're not like, well, where is she? Like, nobody even cares. So they're just, hey, where's right. who? No, where's who? Hey, the mission is Dr. Burkhart. Well, We're not here to capture the Baroness. Speaking of the mission, is the part where all the Joes are walking through town and they're like, they wiped out the entire village, mm. like kids, women. And they're like, we should bury it. Yeah, it was and like then, fucking then, platoon for yeah, He's like, no, we're not here to do that, man. We're Ooh. We're here to like, do a mission. I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking grim for a pretty yeah, dark comic. Or toy book. I guess we should have mentioned that's the other reason why they couldn't just blow up the whole island because there were actual civilians on it. Yeah. But so. then it turns out they're all dead, so it's okay. Yeah, there to were blow no up. Yeah. They were already dead, and you can't even bury them. So, but anyway, yeah, so like it's the whole thing. Scarlet and Snake Eyes are in Cobra Commander's throne room. I like she throws a ninja star at his. And his wrist, which is I thought was pretty cool for as a kid. I was like, it does Whoa. seem like the ninja should be throwing a ninja star, but hey, that's just me. I do like her uh costume and that particular panel where she's taking the ninja star off of her glove. Mm. Her iconic glove. It's a good drawing. It's a good drawing. You know, for for nineteen eighty two, the females in G.I. Joe were always very uh between Baroness and Scarlet and Lady J, not so much cover girls. I don't know what's going on there. Cover she got girl. to drive things and shoot missiles. Yeah. She and, was a model. And, yeah. And, that- and, and spurn rock and roll's advances. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. But I mean, not she was like a little lower on the between Scarlet Lady J, and then she was definitely like third tier as yeah. far as Joe, you know, buddies, Joe ladies. But Joe, uh, lady. <laughs> Joe ladies, did they have any more? I don't even know them, but they were very, I'm just saying, they were very progressive. Scarlet was she never took a back seat to anybody, and I like that, yeah, yeah, she was cool so. Um, Very good representation, I would say, in G.I. Joe, even though it is like based on like being like wicked patriotic and et cetera, you know, like they do have like everybody has like different backgrounds and uh, there's a lot of ladies doing good combat in part of the story and not like, you know, the Baroness and Destro and Zartan and Cobra Commander, like they all kind of occupy the same space vying for like cobra's leadership and stuff and you know you never think anything twice about it like baroness is so badass yeah that's true uh no so 
it was just funny because you got to figure most of the fans, most of the people buying this book were young boys like us. You know what I mean? And here we are. Buying a Scarlet or Baroness figure, I was glad when they when when I got those because I was a collect them all type. Man, it took them a while to get a Baroness figure though. Didn't yeah, it? It, uh, I think that was like wave three or so, four somewhere, and it was in the eighty four line. Hmm. Yeah, but also because she was popular in the comic book. But like, yeah, I guess you know. you know they probably didn't want to release a lot of girl toys, you know, or lady toys. It was like, I don't know. Whatever it was, but I mean, I bought competing it. Competing with Star Wars, you know, you get Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. pretty Princess much Leia. it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And then you had another Princess Leia and another outfit, and a Princess Leia and another outfit. So, yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyway, yeah. So the whole thing, like Cobra, GI Joe storms in. I do kind of like, like. <laughs> Rock and Roll does have a funny line. He's like, he thinks I'm gonna carry that gun all the way down the stairs again. You got you got another thing coming. But the whole point is, they got to pile in this helicopter, fly away. Oh, but Doctor Burke, before we get there, it's the Dr. laser cannon that he's complaining about. Right, the huge, right. th- yeah, so I'm like, how did he get it down there in the first place? Yeah, we should bet. So Cobra Commander is about to like when Scarlet throws the Ninja Star. I didn't mention this but she actually like sort of tries oh, to my wrist. yeah but no like dr burkhart the one who hated soldiers and all that bullshit she's like no i won't let anyone die for me and she takes a bullet for for them so that was like yeah. in the arm it's not she's not yeah, it's just dead. a flesh wound yeah but that's but that caused the a nuclear physicist. You don't think you're gonna get shot at that much? Yeah, I guess not. But she does it. She takes the bullet, and I think that's we're supposed to be all like, "Oh, yay!" You know. Maybe. But and then Cobra break, and the Baron, Cobra Commander, but Breaker's and the Baron, like, "Quick, everybody into the chopper! <laughs> Zap your driving." That's what he sounds like. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly. And then he. That yeah, is exactly what I thought, though, when I was reading it. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> uh, the Austrian breaker. But yeah, the helicopter flies away. Cobra HQ explodes. And then they're all like, hey, my tank. And everything. And my Jeep. And they're like, don't worry. This is like, this sort of became a G.I. Joe trope. Uncle Sam will buy you a new one. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Really, that was on us to be paying for that since we're yeah, paying Uncle yeah. Hold up. And Dr. Burkhart kind of gives a very, like, you know, almost very, like, 60s Spider-Man, like, I want to thank you all again. At least someone <laughs> at the Pentagon knows that there's, there's people that care about me out there. Oh, I love it. Thank you for rescuing me. And they're like, we, we wanted to blow you up. <laughs> well, they don't know that. The Joes don't know that somebody up top wanted to just bungle well, the operation. Well, Snake Eyes wanted to blow her up, apparently. Or maybe he didn't. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, Scarlet's putting words in his mouth. <laughs> and then you have, like, this sort of, like, you know, Cobra Commander and Baroness are, are making their getaway. And she's like, and he's like, you'll have to fly this time. My, my wrist's all messed up, but we'll be back. You know, kind of like. 
one of those things. But Cobras will survive to defeat you. Remember <laughs> my words. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly. accurate. And then it's kind of just like. Well, do you guys have at least um, the cutaway to the pit in uh, the, any of the? No, it's in not pit? in my reprint, but I do Damn remember it. it. So Damn there's it. one, two, three, four, five levels. It's just one of those cool comic book cutaway things. Motor pool. They take the uh, yeah, like you put your put your car up on the lift, but that's really the secret way to get down. Right, it goes down. The lift goes down. Down. The shield is round. round. And special bonus feature, I'll just mention it. Uh, Hot Potato was drawn by Don Perlin, who I think wasn't, wasn't he like Marvel, like Iron Man or something? He did like an early. You might be thinking of Don Heth, but Don Perlin Ah. did do a lot of, including a bunch of Transformers uh, issues. And this one is, I don't know why it's not reprinted. It's not mentioned anywhere really, but it's like kind of, um, they're in the Middle East and it's, uh, they, it's kind of like how in, uh, Skyfall they have like the, the disc and they got to get the disc and one guy's got the disc and, you know, they right. have to get the, the disc list from the, all the secret agents yeah, in the world. Yeah, they have to get the, they, they get the disc, which is called the hot potato. And uh, Rock and Roll and Scarlet and Snake Eyes are like basically like you know, in Iraq or Afghanistan or something. And they're and in they Trucial to... Abysmia. Which oh, is a Trucial weird name. Abysmia, yeah, which does show up a lot in later comics too. So oh, it's like his yeah, uh, a... whatever, Abysmia. like Cort- Corto Maltese, like in DC, like whatever they would call it. But uh, yeah, so rock and roll, you know, gets to do a lot of stuff and blow some people up, and and then uh, at at the end, Stalker has the hot potato. He has the disc, and he's like flying first class back home. But after all of his friends are just like battled their way through the desert, and it's all sandy down there. But then when the the uh, stewardess asks him what he wants with this steak, he goes, "Better get me a potato. Make it real, real hot." So, Stalker <laughs> loves to fly and also likes real, real hot potatoes. And he loves irony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a couple of file cards at the end, which is, uh, we got one for Scarlet, one for Breaker, which is a really funny um, panel where, like, I don't know, he's drinking. These aren't like, in the, in the reprint, but, like, I remember there was, like, one of Scarlet where, like, someone had, like, a, a, a apple on it. His head. Yeah, I think it's Breaker. Maybe has a, it's got a target, and she's got the crossbow, and it's kind of like, what? Me worry? I'm just gonna shoot this apple off of Breaker's head. It's if I miss of, this, like... I know I can get it with the machine pistol. Is what she says. Well, <laughs> brutal. And there was one of like Stalker being like, "Don't try this at home, kids," or something, right? Where he's flying around or yeah, something. Yeah, this may look easy, but I don't want any of you kids trying it, and he's flying his with his jetpack. Well, he does that, like to fly. Yeah, he says, ain't no lie. Uh, a page before that, Flash is uh, another potato reference. He's in, on KP duty peeling potatoes. Oh. And uh, is drinking orange, orange soda and blowing bubbles and listening to Guns N' Roses or something. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> Uh, you will be mine you will be mine all mine which isn't you could be mine this predates 
that Guns N' oh, Roses song. But, it was an early Guns N' Roses demo. <laughs> yeah, because he's a communications guy. He's got the <laughs> latest bit torrents of the the least, right. He's he was uh, way ahead Chinese of his time. democracy demos or whatever, you know. Well, I mean, that's basically GI Joe number one. If you have that copy, if you have, the story. The I feel like you just, I feel like you missed an opportunity to go, and that's the story of GI Joe number one. <laughs> I did miss that opportunity. I was, I was <laughs> I do that at the it. very end, the very end. But uh, I just want to say, like, if you happen to have a a very near mint copy of GI Joe number one, and like, if you're into that stuff, if you're into the the value of comics. Uh, you know, I do like have this, this uh, comic in pretty good condition because I bought it at the Wall Books. Oh, very good. Well, if it's in excellent condition, like there's a there's a nine point six, which you know, if you grade comics, I don't like have a 9.6. if it's graded at nine point six, mycomicshop.com has it for five hundred and forty dollars as a nine point six, which is as high like, as they. You know, I don't know why my... you would even grade it. Mine's in excellent condition. There you go. Excellent condition. What it doesn't matter because you're never going to sell guess? it. Yeah, but what would you guess? Well, number two, I have an issue too, and that's more valuable. But uh... There's one I saw on eBay graded at five, and that okay, sold for $116. My, let's call mine a five then, I guess. Right. But well, I can't believe it's going for that much. Huh. I'm still right. used to those mile-high comics uh, prices. You know, $40 for uh, issue number two. That's in 1989, of course, when I was looking at those. <laughs> <laughs> that's eBay. I mean, that's what someone paid for it. Someone paid yeah. on eBay $116. And there was also one going listed at 9, 9.0, which is on sale right now for $250. Um, but yeah, if you're into that stuff, you'd be like a oh, first appearance of Hawk, Snake Eyes, Cobra Commander, Baroness, Blah, all the whole. Original thirteen and shooter well, number one, shooter. but they printed less of number two, or because there were so many, they were so popular. Maybe even this issue was so popular they didn't, you know, anticipate printing more of issue two. So that's why number two is worth more money. Interesting. I did not. Mm-hmm. I did not. It's more. Yeah, obviously, mine is colored in with lasers, so it's not worth. Oh, <laughs> it's boy. not worth all that oh, much. Boy. But, uh, oh boy! I wish you didn't tell me that. I didn't even have no. I'm just. I'm just I didn't even have. I'm kidding. I like that. I didn't, loved your comic. It doesn't even matter. It, it was in. It was a reprint in the yearbook. So right. It's not Wouldn't even have been worth that much anyway. But I never had issue. I don't even remember when I started buying. It was probably around fourteen or so, or or maybe a little before that when I actually started buying GI Joe regularly. Well, I didn't do it until forty six. So, wow. Um, I had. To... Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to say, like, as far as, like, the toys that made us and the movies that made it, this was one of the comics that made me. This was one of the first books I started It was a gateway comic. Yeah, this was a gateway comic, indeed. This is who I I am today, how I am today. (laughs) I mean, I started buying other comics because I liked G.I. Joe comics, but I liked G.I. Joe because I liked the toys. There you go. I, I like G.I. Joe because I like the comic. I never really, I had like a couple of toys. But my cousin had a bunch of toys that I'd play with his. He even had the flag, um, which was nice. cool. And I'd go over oh, there because all we would do is play G.I. Joe. But um, 
but yeah, it was it was always a comic for me, canon and the TV show. You know, a, I feel like you're an unusual case in that sense. Like you're yeah, like I would, st- I would say stuff about the show or the toy to you and be like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's just the comic for me, and I'm like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and you it, love it so much. That's why I just it's that's why it's so surprising. It's not like me. I didn't watch the show religiously like that in Transformers, but I watched them when I was a kid, but I don't really remember much about them or like. You know, I kind of That's remember, all I remember plot points of I the can't remember what I did movie yesterday, a little but bit. I can remember everything else from <laughs> But the yeah, shows. so it's like I, 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 of course, I want to talk with Flint Dillian. If I could make it, I would make the interviews right. But I don't have much to ask him because all my questions would be for Larry. Right. Well, I mean, I think that's, but I think the fact, the thing that makes you a little different is that. Yeah, like I started with the toys and the comics, and then like yeah, I watched the show because I already liked that other stuff, and it was just you. You started buying the comic at number forty six. That's when I was starting to yeah. That's when I was bail out <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I got it in my in like a grab bag at, at my cousin's birthday party, and then I was so I by chance got that comic and was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's a great story, though. I, I'm not. I do like that. That is very fun. And my pa- my parents were never were like, like I didn't have like. I think because I had Star Wars, as my toy, like I couldn't introduce a new toy to collect. You know what I mean? Like it would have been like extravagant like my parents are already spending money they didn't have on star wars toys they weren't gonna like start let me buy gi joe toys even though i asked for a couple i think i like got maybe at least the snake eyes like at kmart or something it's like can i please have this they're like but we just bought you you know luke's you know it's just christmas and you got like 50 star wars toys like you know 50 figures like you want to start collecting these now too and there was something about, I always liked playing with Star Wars toys, but something about the G.I. Joe toys, the figures, I didn't really like all of the points of articulation. Like, I thought it was... I <laughs> the thought swivel they were arm to, battle grip? I thought they were, like, kind of weird to play with. I thought I, like, was used to the Star Wars toys. It's, I mean, whatever. I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I think it's great. However you come to it, it's fine. But, yeah, like, back in the day, this was... This was the gateway. Yeah, I followed more of a traditional route with yeah. our love of Joe and Transformers. Right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, very. I mean, and then and then sort of into other Marvel stuff. But yeah, like it was. This was the shit. I was I was on board with everything. I loved GI Joe. So. It didn't take me long after I started buying comics to quickly zip through the spinner rack and grab a Batman book that I wasn't following, grab a Captain America book that I wasn't following and just being like, what is this? I'm going to read these. So like, it really did start, you know, only like a few months after I started reading G.I. Joe. I was like, I love comic books. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the funny thing was like when this, I don't remember the cover price of number one, but like they were pretty cheap, you know, it was 150 for number one. It was printed on a special Baxter paper, which is like more like a kind of comic, paper you would get nowadays um yeah but it, they printed it and it was a dollar 50 cover price 
Wow. And there's two versions. I have this book. It's called the. It was like 48 pages. I have this thing. It's called the After Action Report, and it actually does have a checklist in here. And uh, this great, great book that somebody did a Kickstarter for. And I just got it conveniently before we started to do this podcast, even though we decided to do this podcast two years ago. But I just did, it, it says, you know, all the different things. It shows all the different variant covers. There's there's an A and a B. And there's like something a little bit different about the, um, the thing at the top above the uh, box guy where it says, it's like almost in a little diamond where it says 150. And then the other variant of the cover is like a more traditional like it says 150 and then a number one in june like a more marvel looking thing um mm. but yeah there's one like a direct market cover and one is regular yeah respect. i guess uh yeah okay so that nails it because the spidey logo must have been direct market and that's listed as the the number one like the and then the B cover is like the retail one with the UPC symbol. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I guess A, B, I mean, I don't know if it really matters, but yeah, I mean, uh, some people it does. Some people it does, the direct market. Oh, well, the- somebody, somebody like me that would be like, oh, when I'm like rich and I'm a movie star, like, well, I want- <laughs> oh, that's the one I have? Yeah. You know, I send a. Uh, I send Turtle out with my credit card and it send, send him to get me the other one. You know what I mean? Right, right. But if you were just like, if you were one of these comic collectors, yeah, I mean, you, well, I some people both. care. Hey, I want them yeah. both. I'm rich well, now. I, I was just in the new Doctor Strange movie. So, you know, give me that. <laughs> Turtle, go get me that. Like, yeah, but I'm in, I don't know. I did, like I said, I didn't even have one. So I used to read John's all the time, but. I mean, basically, this was G.I. Joe. Like, yeah, I like the show, you know, whatever. And I, the, you know, but it, they're still making movies and stuff and all that. And that's all cool. But to me, it all goes back to these early comics. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's the comics from, like, issue 13 to issue 30-something and the first miniseries. That's my Joe. The mask device. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's the that's my Joe. <laughs> my I Joe. do know I, that's what I we do should know the show. That's yeah. my Joe. Yeah. Cup of Joe. No, anyway. oh, so <laughs> many Joe puns. So many Joe puns. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, A plus, whatever you want to call it. I mean, grades. I don't know if a great comics, but it's all it's it's, it's great. great. A, that's a great comic. I'm so happy. It's a great issue. Yeah. I think this is great. I think this is great. Let's and call it kind of has, has a lot of, you know, like the Larry Hama, like kind of like he put a little social commentary in there, but kind of put a lot of social commentary in this one. <laughs> but say. he kind of, like, it's still G.I. Joe. Like G.I. Joe has to like represent the best of America, which is like very patriotic too, you know? Like we're soldiers. We have to do it. We have to do it because that's our job. So even though even if Snake Eyes did want to blow up Doctor Burkhart, like they know that they just have to follow orders. Right. I would like to add something that has nothing really to do with the issue, but does have to do with GI Joe, is that uh, Mrs. Elder and I watched a few videos uh, before the podcast, and uh, 
she broke out into a Cobra Commander imitation from the uh, Pyramid of Darkness, being yelling at Destro wow. and Baroness to stop making out. And I was like, wow, that's a deep cut for someone that never watched the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's heard you say that before. No, nah, I've never been like, stop that. Whatever. I don't even remember what the line was. She got it more right than I would have. Wow. She's like, that's disgusting. I see what you're doing. I can't even remember what she said, but it just cracked me up real bad that she started a Cobra Commander imitation. Right. I don't even know why how you can make out with Destro because he's got metal lips. Yeah, right? yeah, well, uh, yeah. It is weird. Also, it'd be real cold. You'd think, right? <laughs> Warm out in the snow. Weird. You know, is that a snow? It wouldn't one be cold or... because metal conducts heat, and oh. it's like on his face. Oh, all right. It'll be warm. I don't know. Warm. The inside might be warm. The outside might not be. It just mm. depends on how cold the day, the air was. I don't know. What, what she out at sea. Do you think he takes it off and then, like, at night? Well, like, he does makes... in some of the in the comics. He takes no, it but off. do you think he like makes Jello in it and like puts it? In... <laughs> no, because there's like holes where his eyes would be and stuff. It would just oh, fall. right, right. Maybe the back part. Chips. Of it, he could Maybe do. he could put some chips in it that wouldn't fall through the holes, like big <laughs> chips. I don't know if I'd want to like wear like uh, the bowl that I was I was serving (laughs) chips in afterwards or if I'd want to eat out of it like have some chips sweating in that thing all day (laughs) just on your head (laughs) now we're getting now we're getting ridiculous this is what the podcast was always going to be about that's true that's true well, anyway, not to take away, Mrs. Elder, good job. Good on you. I wouldn't remember that line either, but it's funny what sticks to you sometimes, you know? Like, yeah. You know, what's going to stick to me is like, ain't no lie. I love the <laughs> But Yeah. Stalker having a jetpack, you know, years before even, we don't even really have, we don't really have them now even, you know? No, I mean it was a cool toy. I had that. I had that thing. You know, I had a like, lot did of his. Them. His toy came with the jetpack. No, no, I think you had to buy it. No, I don't know. It, it, no, it was just a. It was a, a platform and a jetpack, mm. and like you just because uh, I got Flash as my first figure and this at like the same time. So right. Flash always flew around with the jetpack as in in my canon. I had a lot canon. of these. Now that I think of it, I I remember the 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 tank was because sort of motorized, right? Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Um, that as well. And the you know the ram and the vamp, and then I guess that was about it as far as the original run of. Although they had they that still had that uh, laser cannon, the how? Yeah, the, well, the gung ho, uh, gung ho, uh, rock and roll didn't want to. You didn't want to lug around anymore. Yeah. I do want to touch on that really quick uh, at the end. The, the, when they started, and this is all because these guys all just, except for like Flash and Snake Eyes, I guess, and Scarlet, like they all just wore green. You know, like they were basically army guys. Yeah. Yeah. And rock and roll is a little bit kind of based on like old, regular 12 inch G.I. Joe's. Well, the, they had like four heads or something and they just recycled them all. It was like because yeah. short fuse and. Hawk and Flash and Steeler all had the same heads. Yeah, I mean, and it's... Bazooka and Grunt had the same heads. 
Did Bazooka have a beard or whatever? Or no, was it Plash? Uh, Clutch had the beard. Right? Clutch had the beard. He had the same head as Breaker. I think Bazooka has a mustache. In the comic, but not on the toy. But the, yeah, how about that? You're right. I remember it. Yeah, I wouldn't know. But like they, but it wasn't until Patriots later fans. on when they started Patriots. introducing sort of like gung ho and. and Wait, did I say bazooka? Or you mean I zap? Meant, uh, zap. Yeah. Yes, yeah, my yeah, apologies. Yeah. The guy who. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. Fired the bazooka. I was, I was speaking about the bazooka. Yeah, bazooka Patriots. came along later, you know. I mean, but like when they started to introduce guys who didn't, who kind of wore costumes, you know what I mean? Like in a way, like fridge. Yep, rack. Well, I mean, definitely. <laughs> I mean, like gung ho. Yeah, well, Gun the village yep. people right there. Barbecue. Yeah, it just got all but weird. Shipwreck, you know, I mean, I get it. It's toys you have to... and spirit together. You've got you've got the village people. Quick kick. <laughs> Quick kick is a a guy who fights in no shoes, like he, bare feet in the snow. Yeah, the heck, snow job. But like, yeah, I, like I mean, snow job because it came with skis. Yeah, that was kind of cool. It's like, but, but yeah, the, the original guys, cool. they were they were very realistic. Yeah. That's you know, there's something about things before they kind of figure out what they are. You know, like like how Star Wars was before it figured out what it was. Like that like weird time in like 1978 and 79 where yeah, didn't really know what they were doing with anything. That's yeah, how I like feel about how really the cantina is like just like horror costumes. You know, like. But I mean, like in terms of like marketing and toys and and oh, okay. and just like and and like like other materials like the Wookiee storybooks and stuff, where they didn't really know what they were doing. Like Lucas hadn't pinned everything down yet, and it was the same thing with or early like kind of how the They're... Star Wars comics were, like kind of sort yeah. of based on you know yeah, like and that's like how really I feel different. about this, where, where it's just like it's army guys before they figured out. Where G.I. Joe was more fantastical and sci-fi. I liked it when it was sort of more based in a reality. You know, but in a also, way. even though he wasn't using it as a source material, I guess he would be like looking at like, you know, whatever, like Sergeant Rock maybe is like the source material. Like everybody knew what G.I. Joe was in the 60s. Like Larry Hama obviously like, had a relationship with those toys or knew about them. So like there's still like a little bit of that like the old original G.I. Joe's like kind of being like carried on over into this new version with the real American hero, hero version where it's just like kind of like, yeah, well, there's a guy that he's a scuba guy and this guy kind of flies. Yeah, I, but it. there's an innocence to it, I think, in a way before it becomes all about like, well, yeah, once we figure out how to market it, then you market the shit out of it. You know, I mean, it, when it's still just kind of figuring it out, there's like a fun kind of just like, yeah, they're just army guys blowing shit up. You know, I don't know. It's, it's kind of fun. And like I said, each one has the, like Flash has the laser gun and Breaker does the communications and all that. But like, you know, they're still just they they all shoot guns, you know, and whatever. And, and I don't know. As a kid. Right in that prime age where this was like marketed to, pretty much. I mean, I was all about it. So it was still the yeah. Cold War. You know, we were all yeah. like, I was like, in, I was in Cub Scouts and stuff. Like, so you know, like I was like very patriotic too. So like, that's kind of always been like 
I'm still like patriotic like in a GI Joe sort of way, like where I wouldn't actually like join up to join the military, <laughs> but like I'm like, go America, you could be good. Well, as uh, <laughs> as my father was a veteran of the Vietnam War. I think he kind of thought the early Joes were cool because they had actual weapons that they used in real life. And, you know, like their guns were actual guns mm -hmm. that they used. And I think he thought the Cobra stuff was kind of goofy. But when I got that, the Mobat, he thought that that was awesome. You know, so it was it was yeah. a little it was something small we could bond over. That's cool. Yeah, and I think awesome. originally Cobra wasn't necessarily supposed to be the bad guy in every issue. It was kind of just like they would be a bad guy frequently. But I think like Larry Hama's original plan was they would be just different missions. And whoever you who they fought, that was who they fought. But it ended up being pretty much Cobra in every issue. Unless until they brought in like the October Guard occasionally or whatever. But uh I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's fine. It's still a kid's toy book, so I didn't, I never really thought much about it. Like, I don't want him to fight Cobra all the time, because I kind of did want him to fight Cobra all the time. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that Cobra Commander and Destro, you know, both were, like, cool villains, because, like, Darth Vader, like, you don't see their faces ever, you know? Like, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's all. We don't want to ramble on anymore, unless you guys got... Final thoughts, or uh, I think we've pretty much covered everything, but whatever you Yeah, have. I don't have anything else to add. Good intro. Good yeah, intro this was a good intro. Side. We're going to... Yeah, we don't know exactly how this is going to shape up. May do several issues per episode. Might do one issue per episode, but we figured number one, it's a good place to start. One episode. A lot to cover with how it even became to be a thing. <laughs> That's, you know. Yeah, it's true. So, yeah, I think it's cool. Check us out on leaguepodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, and all those other places, uh, Apple. And, uh, yeah, leave us a review or five stars or like us or subscribe and all those things you do with podcasts these days. And, uh, yeah, check us out. Like our social media, we're at League Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Those things. Check us out. All those things. People know how to do this stuff now, but we just got to remind you. It's at League Podcast. If yep. you were wondering, maybe you're, it's your first, maybe you're tuning in for the G.I. Joe. So welcome. Yeah, welcome. All right. Well, and uh, Yo Joe. Yeah. And Yo Joe. And stay tuned for the further adventures of G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs>